Welcome to the Founders Conversation with Insight Now. You can watch these conversations live on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Insight Now live stream, episode eight. I'm here with Peter DeWitt. We don't have Mark today. Uh, he got tangled up in some schedule stuff, but uh, how are you doing, Peter? Wonderfully. As you know, I was out last week and uh, we had a great family vacation. We did some fly fishing and beach walking nice. and nice uh, hiking and cooking and a lot of Monopoly playing. My boys are becoming Monopoly themes. Whoa. Um, you know, they'll they'll humble you quick as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know which properties they want and they get them and those hotels go on there and you're done for. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. uh, we had a great time as a family and uh, got to visit Megan's family too, uh, family birthday up there. And it was, it was just good time. Good to be back though, too. No, that's wonderful. That's How about wonderful. you? How are things in Sandpoint for you oh, guys? Oh man. Um, getting ready for winter. I bought a riding lawnmower. <laughs> uh, for our acre and uh it's an Hashtag older one. adulting right yes <laughs> uh but i got a great deal on it and uh which means that i gotta fix it up and so <laughs> i got a great deal on it huh? i got a great deal but uh it's taken a lot of extra time so i've just it's been working though. on that yeah but you know my consulting stuff's been going well um we're finally got traction with our housing projects here at the housing agency so that's been good and um kicking off a new season with the barner breakdown here uh, looking for some production help so i don't know man it's busy but it's good um and of course you know the lord is just i think he's just been speaking in some really powerful ways lately yes and so that's been exciting to see what god's been doing there um and yeah so all of that is really good and that's you know, so we're, we're excited to hear from Mark next week. And, uh, you know, Mark and I had a great talk uh, last week. It was a lot of fun. Did you get a chance to watch it? Do you know all? what? I didn't. I just realized now it, it's been so busy. I got back, you know, and it's like I hit the ground run. I preached on, got back Saturday night, preached on Sunday, did some ministry time Sunday night and had a busy two, two days of work here too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday, I missed it. What'd you guys get into? I'm trying to remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Oh my gosh. No, you know, I, we had a great conversation, um, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I knew it was things, memorable. A lot of things have happened. Um, yeah. No, well, I'm, ex I'm excited for tonight. I, I feel like one yeah. of the things that is always so encouraging when we talk is just to hear what the father's saying, you know, yeah. and uh, to hear together. And, and so Chris, I know you had uh, something that we just mentioned. Yes. You mentioned to me yesterday and I found it very encouraging and interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you want to jump in. Yeah, I will. Before we do that, though, I just want to say if you're watching live, go ahead and like, share, subscribe the uh, this episode out. Um, the more inter more you interact with us, even during the conversation, um, yes. the more um, kind of the more access your friends have to it, and different people will have to seeing it. That's how social media works. So, uh, you know, make it work go the viral. Algorithm. Yeah, make work it go the viral. Algorithm. That's our, right. Our good friend Deborah Hare just posted. So, hi Deborah, great to see you. Hi, Deborah. Awesome. Well, um, you know, feel free to comment. Uh, we cannot see that you're in the chat unless you comment. So I can see that make we yourself have known, make yourself known. And if you've got a thought as we process through, as we find points where we're like, yeah, we want to talk about that. We'll do that. We will touch everybody's comments at the end. All right. So with that, 
Uh, we are live on YouTube. We are live here on Facebook and you can go to um, anywhere that you get podcasts. And those are, I think they're up now. So if not, they'll be up tomorrow. So just finished uh, getting all those up. What's up, Zachary? Zachary's, hey, Zach. that, hey, let me tell you what, Zachary's become one of those faithful every week. I know. Put it on his calendar, guys, like Kevin I'm Snyder. I'm looking forward to meeting him sometime. Uh-huh. Yeah, Zach. Like Labarge, you said. He's hilarious, okay? We have a is lot he? of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, hey, there he is. Kevin's here, too. Hey, hey. All right. Well, um, I shared this a little bit Sunday morning. I, I, I you know, mm-hmm. had the chance to share uh, a message on family Sunday morning at the church. And I, I just mentioned this briefly because a couple last last. I think three weeks ago, the Lord began giving me a series of dreams and the dreams were like, I was in a, I was watching a TV show okay, and I'm watching like some, um, like episode opening style, um, segments. And so it was like introducing topics and introducing Mm -hmm. themes and I will tell you, the colors were digitized and brilliantly bright. Like it was a world that I was like, it was just mind blowing. The world was like the colors in this place that I was in, that I'm watching all this stuff and the sound and everything was like, oh, all of my senses were tingling. The colors were so fantastic. I can't even, I can't even fully describe it. And there was zero things spiritual about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this is just the world's happening and I'm watching things happen and okay. I'm watching, you know, but it was just like the colors were so much. I remember waking up from one of those dreams going, how do I get back there? <laughs> Cause that was one of the coolest things that I've experienced in a long time. And so, um, I, I sat there and I was like, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, Lord, what are you telling me about color? You know, like what, what are you telling me about color? Well, the Lord, um, a couple, about two weeks later, I was still like kind of pondering this thing and Lord's like, Hey, so we had canceled our Netflix. Okay. okay, Which I, you know, for multiple reasons, but one of them being one of the more public reasons lately of Netflix getting in trouble for some of the shows that they're promoting, um, having to do with kids and we weren't fans. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, we're out. Mm -hmm. So we canceled Netflix. Um, and, and so we had a couple days left on the, on the month long subscription before it went out. So he's like, Hey, check on this artist's documentary called abstract. And it was the first episode I'd watched like five minutes of it before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, interesting. I don't know. You know, I'll see what it is. So the first episode is about a guy whose, um, focus is on color. Okay. And, and he had this, he had an art exhibit. This artist had an art exhibit where he learned how to use monochromatic light and monochromatic light is a yellow light. It's a bright yellow light. And what it does is it removes all of the spectrum of color from our normal, like the rainbow spectrum. It removes all color. Okay. Anything this light touches, it's called monochromatic. It turns everything into basically it feels yellow and and black and grayscale, like everything. Okay. Like when we walk in the room, he had an art exhibit where you go in and you would look at your hand and your hand. And you're would black and white or something. And it's basically. black and white. And people yeah. have like they're kind of freaking out because there's no color. And so I'm watching this and he makes this statement. He says, what was interesting about that art exhibit is that with, there's no color, you notice all the detail at a much higher level. 
Come on. And I think like it's one of those scent, like when you yeah. lose the sense, you become more sensitive in your other yeah. earth. It was one of those types of things. What was really interesting to me is I felt like in that moment, the Lord said the the world around you is going to show you all types of amazing colors. Cause it was like in, I was watching a TV show type yeah. of thing. He's like, listen, the world is going to give you the most brilliant colors and the most brilliant sound because mm -hmm. the technology is going to give us the ability to experience this stuff, whether it's virtual reality or some of these other things that are going on. It's like, you're going to experience these colors and sounds and things that will tantalize everything. He goes, it's a distraction. Wow. It's a distraction because they don't want you to focus on the details. Come on. And Here's I was word. like, I was like, whoa, okay. So, but what was funny, Peter, is like, I still want to go back to that place and experience all those colors. <laughs> yeah, give me some it was colors. so It was so fantastic. Yes. And yet, you know, it's like, oh, that's a distraction. Yes. From the detail of what's actually going on. Yes. So, that was that was the dream, and I think we've got to be in a season where we're paying more attention to the details than the color, the tone, mm. the you know all these ancillary things, but looking at the substance and paying attention to the detail. That's really fascinating. Just want to say hi to Miranda and Tony and Angie. Great to see you guys. And um, well, Chris, you you know you share that, and it's interesting because in worship on Sunday before I I got up to preach, um, I got a word uh, mm. from the Lord. And you know how that is. It's like yeah. you, can prep and, you can prep and prep and you have lots of things, but then the Lord yeah. gives you a word during worship the day of. And it's just, those tend to be things he has for me to share. Mm -hmm. I find it. Um, and the word was this, he reminded me of Mark chapter four, the sower and the seed. And there's the seed that's sown. And we know there's different types of hearts that receive seed in different ways. And there's hard hearts and it's a seed along the rocky soil. And, you know, and then there's good hearts, 30, 60 and a hundred fold. And, all of that. He, but he made a simple point to me, and that's this. You know, there's another parable Jesus told about the wheat and the tares. Mm. You know, so now we're talking not only about the, you know, Mark 4 is about the, the seeds and the heart. Yeah. Um, but the wheat and the tares is about the type of seed. And the Lord spoke to me something very clearly in worship, sort of out of the blue, I felt like. And he was saying that the, that the, the idea of personality is really much more about the soil and the idea of policy is really much more about the seed. Hmm. And he was showing, he was showing me this reality that, that yes, a good heart can cause good seed to grow more. That's what that parable in Mark chapter four is about. But I'll tell you one thing a good heart cannot do. It's that has caused bad seed to become good seed. Come on. That's because good. That's because the, the DNA is in the yeah. seed. Yeah, that's good. A, a tomato seed only produces tomatoes uh -huh. and a thistle seed only produces thistles. Uh -huh. And I felt that he was speaking to me. He said, you need to, you to tell the church family that you don't be distracted by personality because it, because the power is in the policy. Don't uh -huh. be distracted by personality. The right. power is in the policy. Wow. And and what what's standing out to me connected to your dream is here you, the Lord speaking. You don't be distracted by the colors. Don't be distracted by the overall experience and how you felt and all these sorts of things. Because when things become monochromatic, when things get down to the basics of what they are, mm -hmm. then it, it, the money's in the details. The details, yeah. Yeah. So Tony and Angie said, do you see the beauty of color? Miss the details of the foundation. Oh, that's perfect. Uh-huh. Nailed it. You know, That's it's, really it, yeah, it's interesting because it really has to do with source. Sometimes the foundation, yeah, yeah. what's it stemming from? 
I think that the the issue like you're talking about here with the seed, right? Mm-hmm. So if you got a bad seed in good soil, you're always going to get a bad seed. Yeah. Right. And I think that just, you know, just buttoning that concept up. And I think, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that um, when the tree, when the fit, there was a fig tree that was dying uh-huh. and, and the, and the, the master vine, you know, the master over the vineyard comes up and, or the, of the place says, Hey, I'll cut that fig tree down because it is yeah. no good. He says, wait, give me a year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to, I'm going to fertilize, fertilize it. it. I'm going to do some things and let's see what happens to it. You don't do that with a bad tree. Yes. Come on. You don't, you don't spend the time to try and fertilize and revive something that's bad. Mm. Right. But I think it's interesting because I wonder how many, I've got a beautiful apple tree. I was just thinking about this when we talked about this yesterday, I have a beautiful apple tree on the side of our house and um, it, it provides amazing shade, beautiful flowers. It's gorgeous right? Makes a huge mess, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, uh, it's got crab apples. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to walk up to it and go, Oh, all right, wait, what kind of, what kind of apple tree is that? You know, is that yes. what kind of, what kind of like, it's, it's not easy to see the fruit, yeah. you know? Um, but when the fruits there, you're like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a crab apple. Yes. You know? So, yes. You know, it's so interesting because Jesus gives us this beautiful standard in scripture. And so often we actually unknowingly neglect such a simple standard. And he says this, he says, you'll know a tree by its fruit. That's right. That's right. And you know, anybody who's been in business long enough to be sort of worth their salt Mm -hmm. knows not to take business advice from someone that doesn't have results. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and, and so often I'll say this so often in academia, people are willing to take theoretical advice from people. Mm-hmm. Business people tend not to be duped by the same thing. I'm not saying business people are better. I'm just saying different different industries tend to be stronger at different things. Absolutely, yeah. But bi- business people tend to say, what are the results? Show me the results, and then I'll tell you if I'll listen to the root. Mm-hmm. Because you got to see the fruit before you see the root. Jesus, before you trust the root, Jesus even said, if I don't do the works of the Father, don't believe my words. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable to me, that the word of yeah. God said, don't believe my words if I don't show you the works. And, and, you know, I think that we need to, we need to get, we need to get back to the basics of -hmm. saying, what's the fruit Mm -hmm. of certain sorts of things uh, so that we can, that we can actually judge a tree by its fruit before we start to, to subscribe to the root. What's interesting, you know, we were talking about, um, I was talking, actually talked a lot about roots Sunday. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's about family, right? I was Mm -hmm. teaching, teaching about Oikos and family and, you know, one of the things that I said is, you know, honestly, if if Meek and I didn't have the roots, which really the foundation of, of healthy roots in the family life is about your commitment to it. Come on. Like if you're not committed to, to it, the family, to the family, then you won't grow roots. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you'll you know, and this is why, why you see it's so difficult for some people who've never had a strong family life to be able to grow roots. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we we're talking a little bit about that, but like healthy roots grow really good fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've got stagnant and and your roots are short and you're not getting enough nutrition because you're not grounded, and you don't have have healthy roots. 
Well, your fruit's not going to be great, which is why I got crab apples. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yes. the reason for crab apples is that you don't have good soil or not great roots, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Or it needs pruned. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, well, it gets pruned. Okay. Oh, let me tell you. Well, one of the things that, that <laughs> one of the things that I'm thinking about is um, when I shared about that, that piece that the Lord gave me about the word um, and, you know, policy versus personality, the word mm -hmm. versus the soil, the seed versus the soil. I gave this analogy and, and that's this, and this might be a little bit too church leadership for folks, but I think you guys will track with yeah, it. Whatever. Do it. And, um, you know, it has been my observation going to many places and being in many church services, many different places um, that obviously and outside of the church, there are some people that are anointed for song. Some of them might be like a Davidic worship leader. They just don't know the Lord and they're singing stuff that's no good, but they're still anointed. And then there's other people that are not so anointed, you know, praise God for their faithfulness, uh, but they're just not anointed uh, musically. Um, when they sing, not everybody listens immediately. It just doesn't have the same thing. And they're probably gifted in other areas, but not the same way as some of those other musical artists, whether in the church or not. But what's interesting to me is that you can put a, a, a Christian worship song that has truly anointed words in the mouth of a somewhat, maybe not so anointed worship leader and the thing will be anointed. Yeah, It will be powerful. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you put demonic words or words that are not from God in the mouth of, a, of the anointed person who's maybe not even in the church, it will not be powerful for the kingdom. Totally. What yeah. I'm trying to communicate, I mean, I know that's such a simple analogy, but it's telling you the power is in the words. And I was telling you, Chris, about this experience. <laughs> this ex go ahead. I know, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, tell me about that. <laughs> this, this experience that I've had uh, recently um, where I, I was ministering to someone who needed major breakthrough. I'm talking about where you're like, if God's spirit doesn't show up, uh, nothing is going to yeah. happen here. I mean, a powerful move of the spirit was absolutely necessary for that. And I said, Lord, and I was praying between ministering to this person. I said, Lord, what do they need? How do I minister to them in power and true power? And he says, they need the truth, Peter. Teach mm -hmm. them the truth. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. My heart cried out to the Lord and said, God, I'm hearing you, but am I hearing you correctly? Can the truth really cause them to have the power encounter that they need? I'm just, I was being honest. Like, can the words that I say to them, teaching them from here really cause the absolute yeah. physical, noticeable manifestation of power that's necessary for this person? And the Lord spoke to me clear as day to that honest question. You know, when you seek the Lord with your whole heart, you'll find him. And he spoke to yeah. me and here's what he says. He says, Peter, did I not create the world with words? Uh -huh. And all of a sudden I realized we need to get back. We need to get back. The word has, it's all the power is in the word. And Reinhard Bunke used to say uh -huh. that the word of God had the same power in his mouth as it did in the mouth of Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. We need to pay attention to words. Yeah, I think I think that this is, this is part of that... Um... There's a, there's a disconnect with language and there's mm. a disconnect with the power of our words. Here's where I think that we think that our words are powerful when I'm saying something to get what I want. Mm. 
if I'm making a declaration because I really want this thing to happen, or I believe that that's something that I want to see happen, then we will make the declaration and we'll believe that it must just be God's will. And we're going to go all in and we're going to declare, declare, declare. I think mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit about yeah. the word of faith movement, right? Yes. Like, so, so praise God for it. Praise God for the word of faith. And, yeah. and I, I praise God. I've said this over and over. I believe that the body of Christ is in deep need of the word of faith movement and the yeah. neighboring claimant preachers and the prosperity gospel. Yes. I, I will just say we're in deep need of a correction to our poverty. Yes, exactly. We're, we're in deep need of, of this other side of the coin that says, Oh, God's will is clear and God wants mm -hmm. there to be he delights in the prosperity he, of his servants. Yeah. Beloved, and, I pray that you prosper I, in all things, even as your soul, as prospers. Your soul prospers. Yes. Yes. So, so there's this like, Oh, there's a whole nother uh, level of understanding that, that we have to be able to step into. And yet we cannot ignore the rest of the word of God exactly. in order to just claim the things that I want. Yes. Yes. Right. And so, so I think that there is like, we need to have full faith and full fledged forceful belief that what God's will is, is clear mm. and it is plain and it is clear and is something that mm -hmm. we can actively grab onto and run with. And yet we need to get the language right. Come on around. What are we Come actually on. claiming? What are we actually saying? Yes. Is it just based on how, it, how, how it made my left pinky toe tingle? Yeah. You know, yeah. because sometimes that, Oh, I heard the Lord. I my yeah. foot fell asleep during that sermon. Therefore I've, I'm supposed to turn left now. I, you know, I mean, it's, yes. we we've got it. We've got to get the language right. And we've got to hear the Lord. Well, and I think you and I have talked and, and I'll, I'll let you have, have no, a few minutes, I but, want I, you keep going. You, but you and I have talked about this, this issue and you Mark and, and I have all said, this is the season for the wisdom of God. Come on. And you will not define, you will not get to the place of understanding wisdom until you have knowledge, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm not talking about the word of knowledge, right? Word mm -hmm. of knowledge is the spiritual gift. We actually are going to be integrating knowledge and then applying it properly. Yes, exactly. If we don't, if we don't get the language right, our knowledge isn't right. Okay. Do something with that. Do you have any, something more on that? Uh, I think, yeah, but I... I Mm -hmm. Let me let me jump in here for a second. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I mean, you know my background in education, K-12 yep. education. Yep, yep. When 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 I was in uh, junior in high school, and, and please, I'm not saying that this is always how it has to be, but we learned the 2,500 most commonly used PSAT vocabulary words in a month. We memorized 2,500 uh, vocab words in a month. And, um, you know, 50 a day sort of thing, I think it was. I forget. So we do this, right? And, um, or 1300, I don't know what it was. And then I watch education shift over a couple decades and here's what it shifted towards. They don't do much with definitions anymore. They start to say, well, you know, you don't need definitions a lot. Don't overemphasize definitions. And that's in response to something reasonable, which is often, you know, kids just get these worksheets and they copy the definitions from the textbook for that section of the book and, you know, and all this sort of thing, it's boring, but until you have language, you can't have fluency. Let me say it again. Until yeah. you have language, until you have definitions, you can't have fluency. And oftentimes we are trying to be fluent in things that we haven't defined and we don't have clarity of thought around. Oh, 
And I've yeah. been I've been in the season with some of my mm. consulting work where I've had to really up my precision of language because so often actually, and this is a word to someone, actually the highest form of thought that you can do sometimes is definitional. Mm-hmm. And 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 I believe that often what's been done is that when we as the body of Christ aren't clear on definitions of some things, yeah. it allows pieces to be twisted. And often the enemy is dealing in the twisting of definitions and the confusing of definitions. Because once we confuse definitions, now two people can use the same word and and actually they're talking past each other. And sometimes they're talking past each other and just confusing each other, but actually often they're talking past each other and one of them is slipping something by the others because you don't know your language. Hmm. Hmm. What do you what do you see as being part of the how do we correct this language issue? Yeah. You know, I mean well let, let we've me talked a little bit about it, but yeah. I, I'm I'd love I'd love to dive in because I, I feel like there's some correction. There is um that and, and, and we and like we even a, go for it. Well, we and I see um Amber McCarsky, a friend of yeah. ours who, who teaches Spanish, said that's exactly right, right on. And so she understands the power of definitions and the power of language. Uh, well, Chris, it's interesting because I was when I was driving here today and the Lord was speaking to me about the power of words, and I felt like he was highlighting that for us to talk about. And yeah. you know, you had what yeah. you had too. And, yeah. and I felt like he just put this little, little thing in my heart of like, this is where the charismatic church sometimes misses some things, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, maybe compared to, I don't know, the fundamentalist church, whatever you might call it. And, you know, and then you had, you had a similar sentiment Mm -hmm. that often, uh, you know, the charismatic church can be so good at hearing what the father's saying, sensing what the father's doing and being responsive to the Holy spirit, but maybe not so good in some of the scholarship around the details of things and the language of things, et cetera. And here's what the Lord has shown me on one hand, on one hand, um, he has shown me like, I think many charismatic pastors feel that that we just need to follow God, right? It's just that simple. And I personally am not interested in theology. I'm just going to be plain. I'm not interested in theology. Um, I'm interested in knowing God. Mm-hmm. But here's the trick. Here's why I am interested in theology. Theology tells me what words people use to describe complex thoughts. See, we don't we don't talk about a cardinal, you know, a bird, a cardinal, by calling it, an, you know, the eight-inch long reddish bird, the female's a slightly different color. It sounds like this, or whatever the sound is. <laughs> that, we don't have to do all that because you can just say cardinal, <laughs> right? We can just say yeah. cardinal. And that's really powerful because the language, the word actually comes to a consensus of thought to say this means this. And here's what here's where I think, you know, my first thought, Chris, to answer your question of what do we need to do to fix this mm-hmm. issue? And I believe that the issue is that we need to have some historical scholarship start to be injected into the some of the thinking that we're doing. So we need to understand what is it that the father's saying, mm-hmm. but we also need to be, be disciplined enough students of the word and students of theology, not for the purpose of the theology telling us how to know God, but for understanding how is it that other people have thought about knowing God so that when we use words to communicate to others, we can communicate with precision and not talk past each other. I also, yes. And, and I also think, uh, um, 
I've got a thought here, but I just want to catch up on. on our chat because we've been we've been interacting as we go here. Tony and Angie, uh, we love you guys. You guys are amazing. Remind me of the scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God. Ask what you will, uh, and it will be given to you. God puts his desires in our hearts. So I believe when we ask, coming from a kingdom mind, we are declaring God's heart. And I think that actually speaks to what I'm thinking about this issue here. And then um, Amber's is boom, gives you vocabulary to express spiritual things and to be understood correctly. And I think that's a really good point because um, one of the, one of the things, so my dad gave me a set of videos from the gospel coalition. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's the fundamentalist, you know, we're going to make sure that we correct everybody in the church who's wrong okay. um, type of videos. And so they go after prosperity gospel. They go after the, they go after uh, the, what we would call the more liberal movement within the, the, the church, you okay. know, progressive Christianity, yep. uh, you know, so they go after kind of some of that stuff and some of the stuff's absolutely excellent. Um, really, um, you know, and there's a couple of people that I follow pretty religiously, um, scholarly wise. I don't agree with everything, but I love the way that their language is and I love the way they communicate. Hmm. So one of the things that's interesting is that one of the problems that we enter into in the kingdom, and I'm just going to button up kind of what Tony and Amber, I, I think something they're talking about when we get into the kingdom in a kingdom mindset, uh, we feel like we have to create new language, right? We feel like, because we're like, Oh, we're in the kingdom now. So we need to redefine terms. We need to make sure that it really gets the essence of God's heart. We gets the essence of, of these things. And then, you know, and then we're actually starting to be misunderstood yes. a little bit because we are redefining terms, but we don't take the time to clearly redefine the term. Yes. We, you know, so I think that's part of it. Uh, one of the things that I will say is who's in charge in the church? Mm -hmm. Because, because if your church is, is, uh, is very pastor driven, then, uh, you're going to have someone who's really caring after the needs. This goes into the classic concept of who's in charge of the church in a five fold ministry sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So when, but when you have teachers in, in running the church and you have teachers as the primary role in guiding and directing the, the body, then the entire focus is on whether we are right or wrong. Exactly. It's on whether or not we're getting our theology accurate, whether or not we're getting our language, right. Whether or not we're getting all these things, right. And I think that the part of the charismatic movement has been such a gigantic pushback against the pastor teacher driven model. Exactly. And so we're left in this little bit of a limbo right now going, Oh wait, we still need that grounding over here. We still need that. But but mm -hmm. I want to be over here in the apostolic and prophetic. I want to be in this realm where I hear and I move and I go and that, you know, and so we've had this pendulum swing um, to now where it seems like we have to go, okay, in the middle is proper scholarship in the middle is us taking the time to define the terms properly. And at the same time, we have to come at this from a place of, we believe the word of God and every word that it says is truer yes. than my understanding of it. Exactly. What it says is bigger than my, what my head grabs. Wow. I, I, like I I've got to bring all of my encounters, all of my experiences, everything. I have mm. to elevate it unto the word of God. I got to come up to it instead of try to pick it apart and dissect it and bring it down to my level. Right. Wow. I got to come up to the word of God instead yes. of, instead of that. And so in this kingdom mindset, I think we're in a little bit of a pickle. 
because mm. we need we need to fully embrace scholarship we need to fully embrace definition and yet at the same time we need to fully just obey the word of the lord and yes fully, and move, move with them yes yes go and you know yep. and all those all those other aspects it's interesting chris because i don't know a couple months ago something uh, a thought started brewing in me i think i shared this with you but it was one of these not public thoughts you know where you're like <laughs> this is in process. That is dangerous. Do not share that. I don't know what it means, you know. And uh, but I'm but like, I knew it. I'm like, I'm I like, if, you, if you want my inner thoughts, check my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you want my inner thoughts, don't check Facebook. I don't do that on Facebook. Oh check my God. gosh. <laughs> That's bad. Um, so I um I had this thought and um I knew it was the Lord, you know, it just had all those signatures on it, but it's like, yeah. what's it mean? And what's the application? And just what you were saying there, Chris, I felt like I got a, a ounce of the application. So I'll just share this. Mm -hmm. And the thought was, and God was highlighting to me, I felt acts two forty two, mm -hmm. and it's talking and it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. And I felt like what he was telling me is he said, why does it say apostles doctrine? I really got to thinking about how yeah, that's, that's actually a different idea than most of us have thought of. We would probably right. think of the teacher's doctrine. I mean, mm -hmm. just to be plain. Yep. And we are 100% pro teacher. Uh, we're 100% yeah. pro evangelist, 100% pro pastor, 100% all of them. Jesus was yeah. all of them, 100%. Um, but like Chris said, you know, every time God does something new, which is always, he's moving something forward. But we have to move together and stay mm -hmm. tethered mm -hmm. to each other and not get into judgment because when mm -hmm. you get into judgment, you get stupid. Uh, and so <laughs> when I get into judgment, I instead of coming back to uh, instead of coming back to plumb line, I will swing uh -huh. towards yep. the thing I'm judging. See, listen to me again. Mm, what what okay. happens is if I'm over here and God says come over here, He just wanted me to come to neutral. He wanted me to come to plumb line. He wanted me yeah. to come to this to the true north of his heart, uh -huh. his word, yep. what the spirit's saying. But if I get into judgment, see, I start to move this way. I'm hearing the voice of the Lord, brother. I'm hearing the voice mm -hmm. of the Lord. God's speaking to me about this. I mean, done it a hundred times. Sorry. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. And I can tell you what I'm hearing. Straight past and out of the picture the other way. And then the Lord graciously brings mm -hmm. me back and I mm -hmm. swing past a little too far again and come back and, you know, it kind of goes yeah, like this. But yeah, I totally. really believe we could come to a place where we don't have to go back and forth like an oscillation, you know, to come to, to center if we could stay in connection with each other, not step into judgment. But what the Lord, I believe, was speaking to me about, now I have the, an interpretation, I believe, mm. is that I believe it's a season actually for apostles to get serious about their doctrine. Ooh, that's a good word. And, and to your point, it has to be both and. It has to be the apostolic prophetic. It has to be blueprinty like mm -hmm. apostles have. It has to be yeah. in the nowness of God like prophets yeah. have. The church is meant to be founded on that. But there was an apostle's doctrine. There was an apostle's doctrine. And, I, and I, I'm going to just declare right now, I, I pray that yeah, apostles cool. would bring forth, again, the apostle's doctrine to be at the head and to help lead the church so that yeah. the church can continue steadfastly in the apostle's doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Well, and I think this comes down to the dynamics of the power of the body of Christ that has to be on the scene in this season. Like mm. the, the church cannot wilt away right now. Yes. 
we we can't do it. We can't get lost in doctrine and try and get it all right and then watch the world slide by. Like this is the moment where we have to activate, we have to be on the move, we have to be missional and presence oriented. Okay. Right? So come on. Go ahead. I got more, but go for it. The other thing the Lord, I'm just interject real quick then. The yeah. other thing the Lord had shown me, I felt two weeks ago about this idea of the apostles' doctrine. Is, yeah. And I don't know, this might be wrong, but there's and, some- and so, so let's just clarify. For those of you that are watching, Peter and I are actually in the process of trying to come up with- Find language. our own language, clarify language. And what I was thinking about is the core goal of a teacher's doctrine typically is what mm. is always right. Mm -hmm. What's the unchanging truth? Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas apostles so often are interested in what's the father saying for this season? How does he have for the church to yeah. be built strategically now? And so mm -hmm. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I, I just felt like no, it, so I think that there's something that we need to understand about that, because like you said, we can't if, if we if we put the apostles into the pigeonhole of 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 getting all of it right forever, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. we can't move quickly with what the father's doing in this season and how he's building the church. And yet at the same time, there's an excellence and a doctrinal excellence that can be brought to what the father's doing in this Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that. So here's, what's really interesting to me is that we, we forget the word and mm. like, like we, we keep saying it's either this or it's that. And you yep. know, and that's because we've all seen the pendulum swing. Yep. The middle, that middle spot that you were talking about, that's where the and is. That's good, right? Chris. It's where the and is. Um, I, and to me, I, I think I, I look at, you know, when we talk about, okay, well, who's running the church? We have to look at it from the perspective of, of, of how did, how did God place fivefold ministry in the, in the body of Christ? How is it that um, that what's kind of, uh, Danny Silk calls it a funnel from mm -hmm. heaven mm -hmm. in first Corinthians 12, yeah. uh, 27, 28, right? You're the body of Christ individually members of it. Mm -hmm. And God is appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, and third teachers, yeah. then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating various kinds of tongues. And it goes on. But the reality is that we've got to have apostles, prophets, and teachers and yeah and teachers and teachers. So we've had teachers at the forefront. We know that, that in the kingdom, God wants the governors, those who are the shot callers, who are the visionaries, who are like the, okay, church, I'm going to be a general. And I'm saying, this is this is the hill that we got to take today. Yes. Right. That's, that's kind of what that apostle to me feels mm -hmm. like in this season. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time with Ed Silvoso and that guy says, we're taking this hill now. And we just go like yes. an entire movement just mobilized to yes. go yes come on and so so one of the one of the realities is that the the apostle wants to see all of the gifts right so we see first corinthians 12 is about the gifts so the apostle the reason why the apostles first the apostle and the prophet are giving guidance and direction but the idea is that all of those gifts that are in the body of christ are able to fully function and operate at their highest level when you have apostles and prophets and exactly. teachers at the helm yeah it's so everybody can roll with it. It's yes. so everybody can 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 be fully activated, right? And you know what's interesting? Um, the last thing I'll say is just like I just think about James chapter one. Every good 
gift and every perfect gift is from above. Yes. comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variance or shadow of turning. Verse 18 says of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Yes. Come on. By his own, by his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So I mm. just feel like, like that kind of, that kind of puts all that kind of in a, nice, neat little package <laughs> to be like, Oh, all the gifts, it's his will that we be the first fruits. Like Come all on. of those things have to work together. Come on. Trying to look at some comments. Here we go. Do you want to read this one out? Peter? Sure. Yeah. Deborah said, I love what you're saying, Peter. That word like-minded is so important. It reminds me of how several of our prophetic words were so correlated today. We had some different words for our church today that were so connected. I think it says, we in the same body are hearing what the Father is saying for us. It's like how he is ministering to us by being like-minded. That's so good. It's interesting yeah. that she used that word like-minded. As I read mm -hmm. it, it really, um, really thought about in order to be like-minded, you need to have some of the same definitions. Yep. You know, there's, there's, there's something about that when you come to some consensus about some words, you know, and, um, and that helps with like-mindedness. Well, like-minded, I think, is great language because it is not about unification. Mm -hmm. It's not about everything being perfect together um, in the sense that we have a wholesale agreement on all the points. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. but we, our hearts are similar. We're like-minded in that we're pursuing uh, the same things. Yeah. Right. Is there is there better better maybe definition that you could come up with for that? Because um, to me, it's different than unity. It is. Yeah. Well, I think like-minded in some translations is called being of one mind, Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, which makes me think of, you know, to grow into maturity into the head who is Christ, this idea that, yeah. you know, um, G Jesus talks about having a good eye uh, in scripture in, in at least one of the parables and the good eye actually means a singular eye. So it, I think it has to do with our, our eyes being upon the Lord, being like-minded of one mind, you know, um, mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. it's it's important because agreement matters. Agreement it matters. It does. And you know what's interesting? I you and I have talked about unity, mm -hmm. and and you know the the key to unity is humility. It really is right. And so being like minded is maybe it's the outworking of of how we define our unity. Yes, maybe I think you're onto like, something there. I don't. One, I don't have the it, I, but I can yeah. censure onto something. Like I'll be yeah. pondering that. Like, how does like-mindedness <laughs> relate to unity, and how do we define like-mindedness? You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zachary has a, a great thought. Yeah. Do you think we act like the and is difficult just because we enjoy one side of the pendulum more? And I've I've got something to say on that, Chris. Yeah, and then I'll it, see what you have it. to say. I'll follow up. Go for it. Well, here's something that I've seen. Anything that we place our identity in becomes an idol if it's not God. And the trouble with I I idolatry is we always end up serving the idol instead of the thing that was meant to serve us. And Daniel McCollum talks so beautifully about, you know, many prophetic people, for instance, are serving their gift instead of their gift serving them. Oh, so true. And, you know, and Jesus, for instance, says that, you know, the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Um, and, yeah. and what he's saying is the Sabbath was meant to serve man. Man wasn't meant to serve the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath was meant to serve man. And 
The point is this, anything that we put our identity in becomes an idol. See, the Pharisees had put their identity in keeping the Sabbath perfectly. It became an mm -hmm. idol, and now they were slaves to the Sabbath instead of the Sabbath being a blessing to man. Right. And so right. I think what happens with this pendulum thing, Zachary, is it has to do with humility. It has to do with identity because humility is not having my identity in anything other than the word of God. I mean, you can define humility 20 ways, but one way you yeah. can define it is not having my identity in anything other than what God says about me. And so often what happens as about the one side of the pendulum or not or whatever is even within, for instance, the prophetic culture, you have one group of, of folks that have so much excitement about word of knowledge. I'm not talking about a particular person. And if I get a lot of identity out of giving accurate words of knowledge, now that's the only part of the prophetic that I engage in, or I engage in that more than God would have for me to, or he has other types of the prophetic for me to engage in. If I get my identity in giving line upon line teaching, then I won't let God let me lead me extemporaneously. But if I get my identity from being led of the Holy Ghost when I'm up there preaching, then if God, if, if God says to give a, a main and plain scripture <laughs> upon scripture, well-researched sort of, sort of sermon like that, then I won't do it. And so I think that's why we often pendulum and to your point, we enjoy one side more simply because that's where we're getting affirmation from yeah. instead of the simplicity of our identity in Christ. Um, I would say, um, to this specific point that I, I think that the pendulum, um, I think the, and is difficult because we are not, uh, we have not allowed ourselves to experience the discomfort of not knowing, mm. right? We've not allowed ourselves to experience the discomfort of, not understanding and embracing the mystery. I think that we will always land on the side that we think we understand more Come or on. that we get the bigger payoff from. So for example, um, I can, I, 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 this might make a wave or two being charismatic. And, um, I tend to reject a lot of Bible teacher commentary thoughts if they don't believe that the Holy spirit is actively at work, healing and moving and in spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to hear anything that you have to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a struggle that I have because I'm like, if you can't get that one, right? Like, because why I've experienced it. Yeah. I've, I walk in it. I speak in tongues. I seen people healed. I've laid hands on the sick and they've recovered. I've seen cancer cast out. I've seen backs healed. I've seen God do miracle after miracle after miracle. So you cannot tell me that it ain't God. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. So, but the, and is like, Oh, actually God's used them to expound some amazing scriptural truths, even though they have that one issue. Yeah. So I think it's very easy to stand in our place of comfort and place of what we know best and to not embrace the and because it creates discomfort for us. And we don't like that. So good, Chris. That is so good. I'm noticing that Tony and Angie are talking about being in one accord. Zach saying unity and truth. Uh, which is, I'm just bringing it up because it, it shows that this like-mindedness that Deborah's talking about being yeah, one for so unity good. and truth, it's mm -hmm. connecting a lot with the body oh. of Christ right now. There's so much divisiveness. Yeah. And, and the truth thing is interesting because Peter, you and I had a little conversation earlier about truth. Yeah. I, I said, I've said, I believe that we've entered into a post-truth culture. Yes. Like 
like the world is not doesn't care about facts or truth anymore mm -hmm. we don't we just care about how that statement or that action made me feel mm -hmm. so yeah. we've moved outside of truth and this is where the the body of christ should be shining yes brighter yes. Yes. than anything in the world right now because we know truth is a person come on so good and, and <laughs> so for a postmodern post-truth era that we've entered into god actually wants to give us the wisdom to apply the knowledge the truth about who yeah. he is in a manner that allows us to see the kingdom kingdom come in with language that actually yes bridges the gap yes and i might just um might end here chris yeah that's good ephesians 3 verse 9 says the fellowship of the mystery, which is the beginning of the age, or that which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. I mean, we now get to, to know the mysteries that have been hidden since the foundation of the earth. Mm -hmm. And it says, verse 10, this is what I want to say, to the intent, you know, for this purpose, that now the manifold or multifaceted wisdom mm -hmm. of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in christ jesus our lord that's what you're getting at chris i feel like i can't explain why i know this i i have you know i could take 45 minutes to try to communicate what i feel like i have prophetically on this and many of which things we've talked about chris mm -hmm. but i think we're coming into an age i would call it like you're saying a post knowledge age and I think that we know that that the truth is greater than the facts. It's one of the things that the Lord's been teaching to the church mm -hmm. for some time now. And in particular, communicating, like Chris said, the truth is the person. His name is Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so I think we're coming into this place where God is positioning the word of God, his son Jesus, mm -hmm. to be the truth that is the solution to every need and culture, to the intent that the manifold wisdom of God, and we say it's an era of wisdom, might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's going to require some specificity of words. I think. I agree. I, I also think that specifically as it pertains to um, the body of Christ itself in this season, that, I think God's asking us to do both believe with radical faith and have radical faith actions mm -hmm. while being diligent and thoughtful around the words that we use. Come on it, again. This is the both. And we can't just be like, we can't just get the warm fuzzy and run with a run with a new thing right now. We have to actually, every word that has to be coded with wisdom because this is the season of wisdom. This you know, a, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Chris. By, the Bible says that by wisdom, yeah. a house is built. That's right. And I just felt like, Chris, as you were talking, and I was like feeling like the power of God's on what you're saying right now. Like there is a, an anointing on what you're saying. And I felt like the Lord is saying, you are actually being invited as the body of Christ into a season and era mm. of building and you have to build yep. with yep. specificity. 
with yep. specificity. And yep. by wisdom, a house is built. And where's wisdom found? In a multitude of counselors. Let's just come on. The the solo the solo leader in the in the body of Christ is not for this next season. Yes. The solo guy at the guy or couple that's doing the thing all by themselves at the top. That is not the season that this is a season for the team. This mm -hmm. is a season for the body yes. to cooperate. Like to, you're going to have people playing their role of apostle and prophet and pastor and teacher and evangelist in the fivefold ministry, but that's in team. Yes. Yes. You know, just it's not like me, myself and I, we get to be all the things that's not the next season. No. Just today, I the Lord spoke to me about something that I caught prophetically, uh -huh. and it was on an issue that's not controversial to God. You know, so it's so funny. So many issues are not controversial to God, but they're <laughs> controversial to the world. You know, oh, totally. it's oh, like yeah. people are like this, and God's like, <laughs> "You could ask me. I mean, I'm not confused about what I think about this. At this all. confusion is not from God." The Bible says, you know? "Yeah, totally." And um, and so anyway, it's, I posted about an issue that's not controversial to God, and. And I did it because I got a prophetic word. I, I saw something in the spirit I felt last night. And then the Lord brought that back up today. And you know how it is. Us yeah. charismatic folks, the Lord brings it up and it's just, and it comes out. But I didn't hit send. I instead said, Megan, my wife, what do you think about this? And she said, gave me some feedback. How could I make it better? I also sent it to another friend and she and her husband gave me feedback as well. And I said, I'm not looking for validation. I'm looking to, for you to help make me make this piece of communication excellent. So good. Wisdom is in the abundance of counselors. Yep. And so what we need to do is we need to do, like you said, the both and we're led of the spirit and we flow with the word of God. Deborah just said a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Silver. There's ways to, to speak things fitly and part of being able to develop vocabulary around things that's widely known is you have to actually communicate with other people. Like you yeah. said, there's an abundance of counselors that's necessary to clarify vocabulary and to find the language that can, can cause things to be written clearly so that those who read it can run thereby. Yep. Yep. Kevin says everybody has their part in the body. Amen. 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 And not everybody's called to lead the body. Mm-mm. <laughs> Like there's just, I, I really feel like that's a rare call. Yep. And, and yeah, I, I was going to. Well, it's interesting you said that. that because I felt to say something 10 or 15 minutes ago. And, you know, yeah. on one hand, I was praying that the apostles would find the language, the, the, the language of the apostles doctrine in the coming eras mm -hmm. would get clear. But, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's going to actually require something from the body. You know what that's going to require? is they're going to have to commit themselves to the apostles' doctrine. It mm -hmm. says it in Acts chapter 2, they yep. devoted themselves to it. That means that the body actually coalesces when the apostles and prophets find the language that they say, ah, this, this clarifies in, you know, in the team and in the collaboration. Mm -hmm. This clarifies mm -hmm. what it is the Father. These are words mm -hmm. that are clear that can run by. we got to have enough humility in the body of Christ to say, I hear it. I hear it. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how we're going to talk about these things. That's how we're going to run with these things. And that can create a cohesiveness uh, in the body of Christ that can, that can go to battle together. Yep. No, that's really good. That is really good. Hey, we want to thank everyone for watching. I think we're going to button this up. My, uh, wow. Do you want to, is there anything else that you got? No, I feel good. Do you want to just pray? Yeah. It sounds great. Sounds great. Lord, you're good. Mm -hmm. Your mercies are new every morning. 
your awakening within each person that's watching and even within Peter and me, your awakening, a deeper, a deeper well of understanding. God, you're giving us language around this next season in the body Mm -hmm. of Christ. We ask God that you would provide strength and wisdom to each person to fulfill the call that you've placed on. on their life. God, we ask that you would empower them by your Holy Spirit to step in and do the impossible things that you've asked them to do. You do not ask us to live reasonable lives. So, Come Father, on. we reject reasonableness from our life. We, yes. we we say yes to your unreasonable, to your Come radical on. acts of faith. And we thank you that you're the God that takes us from nowhere to somewhere. You're the God that takes us from uh, confusion to clarity. You're the God that takes us from brokenness to wholeness. And Father, we lay all of all of those things that are in our hearts that we create, that we've experienced and have uh, sensed discomfort around in this realm of the and. Mm-hmm. All of those areas where there has been discomfort, where there has been a sense of of lack of clarity, Whoa. we just speak clarity over it right now. And we just thank you that God, you can, uh, you are there with us in the midst of the discomfort because you are the comforter that we can live in the mystery Mm -hmm. of an and, and not have to have all the answers. So we just bless every person that's watching whenever they watch it. We thank you, God, that uh, those people that are involved in this conversation, God, we pray that you would bless them with revelation and insight that would give them strategic words of wisdom for their life in this next season. Uh, We bless Mark as he's out and about doing his thing today. Amen. And uh, we thank you so much for what you're doing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Amen. Awesome. All right, everybody. We love you. Bless you. God bless and, you guys. Yeah, we are. We're we're enjoying. So, this. so encouraged. So so glad to have you all join and everyone that'll listen uh, yet too. Yeah, yeah. And you know, um, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell. Okay. Come there on. There you go. <laughs> Spread all the right. word. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.